Well, welcome everybody to State of the Republic podcast. I'm filling in right now for Luis Urbano, our usual host, and tonight I am joined by Michael Woods. Yay, Michael. How's it going tonight? Let's get this review underway. How's it going? I'm feeling good. Um, Probably a lot better than the Republic are right now. Uh, Unfortunately, they uh, really sunk the bed last night, huh? Yikes. That was that was a rough one to watch, but what was what was harder for me to watch was the wind. I, I you, they really played the wind. Um, that was an interesting factor in last night's game. And if you watching the game, you could seriously see everybody's shirts wiggle and waggle. But before we before we get into that, um, just want to thank everybody for for tuning into the podcast and and watching with us. I'm Sharon Anderson, otherwise known as Podcast Mom, and we have Michael joining us. Uh, Luis will hopefully uh, pop on here in a little bit. And what we'd like to do tonight is do a little bit of a review of first half and then the second half. Um, It was a tale of two halves, literally, because we lost the first half. We tied the second half, essentially. Um, So without any further ado, uh, Michael, what did you think? What stood out for you for the first half? Um. That uh, Elofsky fellow is pretty good, huh? He, he could have had three. That, he almost scored in the second minute there, um, but he still put two in the back of the net. Um, Real brought in their MLS talent, and uh, you could tell. It, that uh, For a team that hasn't won any games, they looked great to me. Obviously, I haven't watched any of their other matches, but they looked like a real competitor out there. And that's what happens when you bring MLS uh, competitiveness and players out to the game like that. I, I think the team, as far as the Republic, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on there. It looks like they're still a little lost. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be too rough about it, but yeah, the defense looks a little lost and unorganized. Uh, the midfield, I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the midfield. They, ah, Man, it was really rough. Um, that second goal, they practically walked it in, and it's it was just – it just kept getting worse and worse. The second half looked a lot better. Um, I don't know what coach said to them to change things up or if it literally was just whoever had that side of the field had the wind. I, I think that also played a part. But at the at the end of the day, these are professional athletes. You've got to play to rain, wind, snow. It doesn't matter and figure out a way to come out on top. And unfortunately, we couldn't do it today or yesterday. Right. Yeah. You. And, and so the takeaway for me, as I said, in the very beginning was the wind. Um, Not only that, but as you had mentioned, the MLS players that did jump in and and play. Um, So a little bit of the recap that Sac Republic mentioned was the amount of possession that we had, that we actually out-possessed Real Monarchs. And we had some shots, some shots on goal uh, between Derek Formella and Pete Pennon. And apparently... It, but it sure didn't feel that way now, did it? I mean, it, it felt like we were on our heels a lot in the first half. Second half, you know, with the wind, our possession was a whole lot better. <laughs> and I don't know if, if you were able to um, get a chuckle out of the fact that the announcers kept wondering why the goalie 
kept punting the ball every or you know doing when he was taking his goal kick he instead of doing something a little bit more directed or low to the ground or would reach one of his players he literally because the wind held it up it would go straight up into the air and then start to come back towards him I don't know if you caught any of that during the game and listened to what the announcers were saying but they were they were baffled as to why the keeper Utah's keeper kept doing that Salt Lake yeah yeah, that was odd. Um, after one or two tries, I, I think you would be like, okay, it's got tremendous backspin. I'm watching the players take 10 steps back towards my goal because they're trying to get underneath the ball. Yeah, the, the wind was pretty brutal out there. Um, I, I do think that played a part in it, but I got a little frustrated. I was looking at the stats, which kind of confused me because I know uh, Peter took a shot but and I hit the, hit the woodwork, but they said zero shots on goal. 60% possession. We had over 200 more passes than Real. 200 more passes. So how are we not? I If you told me we were going to have 60% possession and over 200 more passes, I think it'd be a, a runaway game. And for some reason, we seem to have plenty of possession every game, plenty of passing every game. We just cannot finish in the final third. And I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, I'm hoping Briggsy figures it out. Uh, he he gets paid a lot more money than I do to figure it out. He is a much more smarter man than I am. Um, I'm hoping they, they take these, what, 10, 11 days off to regroup and figure it out because that doesn't add up to me. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Hey, everyone. I'm actually not with Sharon and Michael at the moment. I'm actually recording this after the fact that they recorded. So um just a heads up and why <laughs> you might not hear us talk back and forth. Uh, I know uh, later on in the podcast, uh, Sharon is actually going to make a mention about that as well. But I just want to let you guys uh, know um, right away so you uh, know what's going on there. But uh, as far as this game went, I mean, I, I was really disappointed at how our Republic faced this match because as I said in the previous podcast, right, we were going to play against the Real Monarchs who hadn't won a game. They hadn't had too much luck this season, right? And to go out there and give the match that we gave where if you look at the statistics, you know, we did have 12 shots, which was more than the Monarchs, uh, but none of those shots were on target. Um, we also had more possession. But at the end of the day, even though we had 64% of the possession, none of that is really uh, worth it, right? Because, uh, you know, if we take a look at both of the goals that we got scored on against, we keep seeing this again, right? More defensive mistakes, not defending close to, you know, the opposing team and a couple of mistakes here and there, right? So if we look at the first goal, there was no defensive pressure, uh, I felt like Andrew couldn't do all that much, right? Because they weren't doing a two-on-one marking, which I know Sharon's talked about this multiple times. You need to have a second man arrive to the scene, make sure that they help the other player out and not let a one-on-one -on -one situation happen with any of our defenders because that has not turned out great. And we need to make sure that that pressure is constantly being applied because again we saw it in other matches and I keep seeing it again right and although we do have to say right with the first goal 
I mean, it was an amazing shot by uh, Milan Eloski from Real Monarchs and uh, may even be goal of the week, right? You know, I got to say it, even though, uh, you know, we do root for the Republic, but, you know, that that was something else. And you can't put the blame on Tomas Gomez because when you see a goal score like that, I mean, it's it's something that you don't expect, right? So no, no complaint there on that. But again, what led up ultimately to the goal was because we were giving a lot of opportunities for them to make those passes. And you just can't do that, right? Because you're giving them that chance of them scoring a goal like this. And, and so that, that's, that should be a, a thing that we really need to focus on. Second goal, <laughs> I hate to say it, right? We, we saw Sarges uh, make another mistake. And we did see more players come out to try to put pressure on the player that had the ball at the moment. But unfortunately, they missed the mark. They missed that once again, Milan Eloski would be scoring a brace. And they just let him just walk through, right? It, looking at the replay again, it seemed like Milan just uh, walked <laughs> into our area without anybody actually marking him at all. And that is a big no, right? You need to make sure that you're marking the player that you're assigned to mark. And so, you know, I know it's one thing that coaches probably looking at, right? When they do their analysis of highlights, but it needs to be fixed soon. I mean, again, this happened with a team that hadn't won in the season up until uh, this match. And it's just something that, you know, ruins your game, right? Because maybe we could have seen a different game, right? If they don't score uh, in the first half, maybe the second half with that win that we keep talking about uh, and, and whatnot, maybe we actually get to be better and we have more opportunities because of that. But when you make those mistakes, you start to craft what story you'll have in the match. And, you know, it's it's hard, right? When you're down 2-0, it's not always easy to come back, especially when you haven't had clear opportunities and, and whatnot. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough remainder of the season. It's really frustrating. Uh I, I love watching Formella. Um me personally, I don't see, and I, I actually sent this to you guys, Awasa and Formella together doesn't seem to work for me. Um, I know Awasa came on late, but um, they they look like the they're playing the same style, and it's like I a clash. I don't know. For me personally, it clashes. Like I could be on my own boat on my own island by myself on that one, but something about the two of them together, and I maybe I'm just biased. I really like Tucker Bone and like watching him on the ball. And it's harder for him to get the ball when they're both in. I don't know. Well, and then we're also missing Carlton Belmar. And he, even though sometimes it doesn't look like his production is really high, when he's on the pitch with Derek Formella, it's almost like he's a magnet. And then that frees up Formella to make his little slashy runs and for Shannon to find Formella. And I think we've built this attack around Shannon Gomez, you know, and some of the, you know, the wingbacks that can feed Formella because let's face it, either Formella or Tucker have, you know, the most gold scores so far for us. And we're not getting them the ball in the places where they are the most dangerous. So I, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, just looking a little bit on even what the Republic uh, shows as possession, uh, 63% um, to the Republic, 37 to Real. And that uh, 
five different players logged 60 or more touches while Salt Lake City Club had just one player with 60 or more touches. So that's wild. Okay, so so yeah, touch touch. Um, but one of the things that we've said, and I don't want to just keep bagging on our on our guys, but one of the things that you know to clean up the passing to make sure that it actually is not a dangerous pass in a dangerous location or that it goes to our players and that our players are really good at communicating where they're going to be. Like you don't pass the ball to the spot where the player used to be. You have to figure out where the player is going to go so you can make sure you pass the ball to where they are right there or where they're going to be. It's like, and I don't know how long it takes to build that level of chemistry but whatever. And, and it looks like the, the Republic claim mighty Mitch, you know, it's like him covering a lot of grounds. And I thought Mitch had a better game last night than I've seen him have. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But um, in the game prior, they took him out and they, and then, you know, Dan Casey got a red card, you know, the, the game prior against Orange County. And then that left um, poor Hayden Sargis all by himself is kind of like the key critical defender until they brought in, you know, Nobby, Nobby. And then Nobby started this, this game against Real Salt Lake, but then he was subbed out. So um, I don't think he had as good a game against Real Salt Lake as he had, you know, when he came in uh, when we were a man down. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if we're just finding ourselves, if, you know, if we're, it, it, or we're really missing our guys that went on international duty. And then a lot of folks are not, and I'm, I'm ambivalent right now. I'm on the fence on Tomas Gomez. Um, some people right now are claiming they don't even know how he won the golden glove or whatnot um, in the, in the past. So talk a little bit, tell me what you thought about Tomas Gomez and his positioning and how he looked. I think he's got a rough position. I mean, when the game's not going right and we're, losing and teams are scoring then obviously people look towards him um but i also think you can't like that second goal you can't blame that on him but i i watched i watched Olofsky walk through our defense i on a 1v1 he's yeah that's what forwards are supposed to do is uh finish the shot and that's exactly what he did so i don't think you can look just at tomas he's He's doing what he can, but there's the defense, the midfield, everybody else. It's a group effort. You can't just put it on one person. Um, yeah, Lasky literally I, just just I, I don't even know how he did it. He he cut through a seam, and nobody ran with him when he was making not, his not cutting run person. and received the pass. And it was like, is nobody going to track this guy? Is no one going to tell somebody in front of them to turn around and pick him up? I mean, I know these scoring opportunities can happen so fast in the blink of an eye. And it sometimes is very hard to pick up a slash, you know, a guy making a slashing run like that. And he made a slashing run. He found the right crease, the right seam and his guy. I forget his name just gave him the perfect pass on a platter, you know, just to just touch yeah. right in. Oh, I was going to say also you brought up the Nabi. Um, I mean, I'm not going to act like I know his game inside and out, but uh, that uh, the previous game, he was making amazing crosses into the box. Uh, that looked like that was what he was there to do, was hang out on the wing, run down the wing, cross it in, serve the ball up for the forwards, the attackers. That's hard to do in that wind. And I, I don't want to use the wind as an excuse entirely, but it's, it's hard to make a cross in that wind. Um, and I think... A mixture of that as well as just poor play 
from the entire team kind of neutralized him, which is unfortunate because I had really big expectations when he was coming in to start after his previous game against OC. Um, and in OC, he came in and he's, he's coming in different roles. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to come in for Jordan McCrary or to play McCrary spot. It is another thing to come in as somebody who's a tucked in defender. Um, so, you know, it, it just, and they were playing pressure ball against Orange County, but anyhow, at the end of the day, um, the, I think he had two different roles when he was uh, starting last night versus. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I I think a little bit of that, but you know, just looking a little into the recap of uh, this one's a hard game to analyze because you literally just, you know, we had another loss and what can you say? It's sort of a little bit of the same that we've been talking about all season long so far, you know, there's some high points and there's some bright spots for Mela, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast, but for Mela was my man of the match. Um, mm. And I, 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 I still think he is one of our bright spots on the team. I still yes. really like him. I still really like Pete, but I, I, I don't think the team has quite a hundred percent figured out how to gel with Pete. We were used to Roro. We were used to Roro style of play. We were used to getting Roro. We were used to getting the ball to um, Jaime. We were used to getting the ball to these different guys who would then, you know, generate the attack last season. And this season, it's been a little different. We're generating the attack on the outside wings and then using the midfielders as um, either the the run to the box. You know, when we're when we're making those crosses, they they're the box crashers. You know, the one that's going to be near post, far post, and then the one that's uh, following the attack. So it, it it seems to be a little bit different. I can't wait for the system to gel, and I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, for this three-five-two system or whatever we're playing to to gel, so you're right yeah. in the very beginning to say the days off. I hope they figure it out. I hope Mark Briggs stays true to his word. You know, as as far as he'll fix it. Yeah, I mean, I think simply it was Real had MLS talent come in. That was enough against a team that's still trying to figure out exactly how to work the system mm-hmm. that. Uh, coach wants. I think if we had this team together for years or the majority of the team together for years and have been playing the system for years, you can overcome that talent. But they they brought in like half a squad of MLS players I know. and said, go play. And you could, you could see it. Um, I mean, that's not a shot at the Republic. We've got plenty of individually talented players that have played in much bigger leagues than the MLS, but they're trying to figure out the system and it, it can hurt you when you're still trying to figure out how to play as a cohesive unit. We've got a lot of individual talents, but collectively as a group, they're still working on the, working out the kinks. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what it comes down to. And it's almost like we don't really need to talk about first half, second half, yellow cards, all that other good stuff. Um, I don't think anybody got injured last night, um, uh, to the best of my knowledge. Um, Andrew, let's talk about Andrew. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Andrew? Some are not feeling it. I still am. I still think he's got some pretty good experience. But again... He's part of the defense that has been letting goals in. 
I I sit on the fence with him. I I think he's got something there. It's just I I I'd, I'd have to go back and watch and see exactly. I I don't want to put it specifically on one specific player that the defense as a unit hasn't looked great. Um, I mean, Mitch just had his first good game in a while, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, goodness he did. I, I, I can't put all the blame on, on one player. Um, as, as a unit, the defense hasn't looked great. Um, Andrew is a part of that unit, but I, I think the jury's still out. I, I give him time. Like, like I said, they're, they're, they're working the system. They're trying to gel. It's, it's going to take a little while. Unfortunately, it's just been five games now where we're like, Ooh, come on fellas. Right. Well, I think we're what seven games in to the season. Now we've, we've played seven matches. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and once those other teams that don't have as many games as we do, cause Luis talks about the schedule being kind of weird, how there's some teams that have had a lot of games and some that haven't once those other teams have started chalking up wins or losses, it doesn't matter, or ties, they're probably going to pass us in the standings. So that's a, I think that's a hard pill for us to swallow, you know, as far as, as far as that goes to know that we could get surpassed um, pretty quickly. We're down in fifth place (laughs) with, like you had mentioned, the last five games for us have been a struggle with four losses and a draw. One point in 15. Yeah. So, and then you look at some of the other teams. Um, we next face um, Phoenix Handball Rising, and uh, um, they've only—I mean—they've had what three wins, a draw, and one loss in the last bit. But our stats look the worst. With you know, you, you even look at Las Vegas—they had a win. Um, you look at Oakland Roots—they had a win and a draw in the last two games and San Diego, a win and two draws. I mean, they're coming along. So besides us, you, it's hard to put my finger on a team that's doing worse. And technically the real monarchs, well, they were part, they're actually um, real salt Lake a little bit last night, but they were bottom dwellers. And now we our last five games look worse than their last five games. So yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's very humbling. It's very humbling. Yeah. So if we take a look at the table right now, as it stands, uh, and, and I'm recording this uh, after Sharon actually recorded it, right? So <laughs> now actually Sacramento is in sixth place, right? Seven points out of seven games, right? On average, one point per game, not where you want to be at. Uh, we have to consider right in the Western conference, uh, which is where we're at Western conference specific to be specific. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> uh, only the four teams pass, right? There's eight teams. You, you half of the teams pass and you don't want to get stuck in that position where all the teams start to pass you. And then you have to make sure that you get uh, a lot of wins at the end of the season and worse off, right? when you see other teams not have the same amount of games as you do, then you really need to start to make sure that your focus is there because, you know, looking at the table and now we got Tacoma defiance has five games, two less games than we do. They also have seven points. You got Oakland roots who has four games played that we play against them on Saturday. 
Um, they have four points, and you know, again, they're three games behind us. We even got the lights, the Las Vegas lights, one game less, four points. They win their next game. Guess what? We're tied, right? I mean, th- their goal differential is uh, something else too, right? But again, they win, and we are tied with them. So the team needs to be focused. You have a lot more games ahead of you, right? But if you don't start getting those three points, I don't know, you're going to be in a really tricky situation at the end of the season where you're going to be counting every single point that is available. And, you know, it's it's not something that you want to be faced with. They have to be focused, right? We, we can't let the position in the table affect our performance for the next game. Uh, we we can't let this uh, you know streak of not being able to win a game affect us because if you let it affect you, then it is going to affect you, right? We've seen it with any other team you could think of in the world when they have that streak, whether it's a winning streak, a losing streak, a tying streak, even if you're so consumed in that, you keep stretching the streak, right? So I have you know no doubt about it that. Once we get a win, we're going to see a completely different team. I just think that because we've had games where we've seen mistakes made and whatnot, right, since uh, we played against Orange County, right, when we lost 1-0 in Orange County, all the other games I've seen us lose because of small mistakes, right? I mean, it's not like we've had a game where we've lost 4-0, right, 5-0. It hasn't been that bad. And so... It's just little things that need to be corrected. And again, I have no doubt in my mind that once those little things are corrected and we start um, scoring maybe early on in the match, scoring first in the match, that things might change, right? That we might see a different team. And so you got to change that soon, right? Because you do have uh, difficult games upcoming uh, with, of course, next Saturday being again Oakland Roots. So you know, something to keep in mind for everyone. But is it the system or is it the lack of what, you know, just what, what's going on? Yeah. We made a lot of, a lot of turnover to the roster. I know during the off season, Luis and I were discussing the turnover in the roster, all the players we've moved on from the new players we've brought in. We've brought in a lot of talented players, but like, again, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but it's a matter of, getting these players all on the same page as a a well-oiled machine. And we're struggling to do that. And having played seven games already in kind of a wonky schedule, it doesn't really help much. It would be nicer if we were like uh, Tacoma or Oakland and only a a few games into the season and a little more practice time, such a a strange schedule. uh, Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, last season, you know, we kind of threw it all up to COVID, you know, it's like, ah, and then we made it, you know, into the playoffs and then got, you know, we all know what happened in the yeah. playoffs. But um, <laughs> at, at the rate we're going right now, unless things turn around really fast, we're just going to even, we, we'll be saying goodbye to the playoffs. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're not used to losing. We're, we're just not That's used a strange to concept. Yeah, not in soccer anyways. Yeah. That's a strange concept. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really hope they figure it out. I, I've got the utmost belief in this team. I, I think they can figure it out. Um, I'll politely disagree with uh, 
former goalkeeper Dom and say, I, I believe Mark Briggs can turn this around. I do believe in this team. I know they want to win. It's just a matter of figuring out what works for us. I don't know how I feel about the three at the back. I, yesterday looked like there was the, the two wing backs back there, um, at least partially. I, I was still, I felt really dumb yesterday trying to figure out what kind of system we were playing. I, I played a lot of soccer in my life and normally you can get a rough idea. And for one minute, it looked like we had three at the back. Then I looked again and it looked like we had uh, maybe the midfielders dropping back to help out. And so it kind of looked like we had a four, four man or five man, but they were, they were only coming back every once in a while. And I don't think that's how it was supposed to work. I think they're supposed to drop every single time. And they were struggling with that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a fitness thing. So, you know, in some of our other interviews, folks have said what the training regimen of our very first coach Brecky was, and that is it was 90 minutes, solid running, solid drills, you know, hardly a break so that you were very game fit. You know, when, when game time came around, it was very easy to play the 90 minutes in the game and it was very easy to drop back into defense. You're right. The one thing that I've been saying all season long is the first defender, second defender isn't happening because we don't have the numbers in the defensive box and the defensive third. We don't have the numbers to do first defender, second defender. So we don't have the ability to close down the dangerous guy with a ball. Um, so so I, I hope that gets fixed or that we see a different style of defending. And I know it looks almost like he's just solely man marking and not doing traditional, like when you do a zone, you know, it is definitely you do first defender, second defender kind of a thing. And there's sure. a lot of shifting and a lot of covering, um, you know, with midfielders coming back to help with that, that quality. So you can, and then quickly transition out of it. You know, it's like you gain the possession back because you did the defensive work right. And then you gain the possession back and you you restart the play and you restart it smartly by not passing it right back into them, which happened a lot in the first half. But, um, you know, because of the wind, I know it was because of the wind, but, you know, the second half, it was a whole lot better. We weren't giving the ball up as much. But anyhow, um, that being said, you're right. We're, we're going to figure this out. I, I disagree also with Dom. I also disagree about the, the vaccine. You know, I don't think it's ah, poison. Good <laughs> Lord. Oh my God. Anyhow, but yeah, you know what? Dom. I'll tell you what, man, that magnetic stuff that they put in the vaccine, <laughs> it is so freaking awesome, man. I don't even, I just get near my front door and it opens by itself, right? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Sorry, I, laughed so, I laughed so hard at that because all I could think of was sign me up for the vaccine. I'm all for it. I'll be COVID free. I'll never lose my keys. I'll always know where my phone is. <laughs> It'll be great. But the positives are just unreal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gosh, oh, man. To Betsy. Oh, Sometimes I'm very happy to live in California and other times <laughs> not so much. This is one of those where I'm like, thank God. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. We should, we should have a whole session on things that make us laugh, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to get too political. We might lose some supporters. I know. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. It was, yeah. That magnet thing's funny. Right. Uh, so, so a caveat on this particular podcast, um, it may be in pieces. You may hear uh, an, uh, additional views by, by Luis. He may edit and add in, um, other other bits and pieces, or he may append something on this podcast, which is fine. He's uh, he's busy, I think, with his grandparents, which is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. You know, it's always <laughs> wonderful when you get a chance to be with your abuelo or you know abuela, and um, 
off we go. So good for him. Um, yes, most definitely. Right. But this is about the time of the podcast because I know you have to go, right? Yeah, father duties. Father duties. I love it. Um, who was your man of the match last night? And then we'll talk about my man of the match. Um, Probably Mitch. Um, he's little, I, I've got a soft spot for Tucker Bone. I have, everything he does, I'm just thrilled. And it's probably not even that great. I'm just kind of stuck in a, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going crazy for this guy. He's, every time he just looks like he might be able to get a shot off and finish. He looks, he looks lethal to me. But uh, it's, statistically speaking, it's probably Mitch. Yeah. And you know what? I am going to agree with you this time. I don't think I've given Mitch as many props as he probably deserves. Um, so yeah, Mitch is, Mitch has got mine, but I do like Pete. I like what I see in out of Pete and I like what I'm seeing out of Jaime. Um, you know, I think Jaime is starting to play a little pissed off and he should, because, you know, we're not doing what he knows what we can do. And so if he, a lot of folks are saying right now, just kind of reading a little bit of social media that we have the talent, the talent. I agree. but that, that pissed off, like, I know we can do better Jaime, you know, I, I would like to see that, um, and then I'd like I to see that from everyone. Yeah, I like to see that too. Pissed with off and motivated, and we're not going to take any of this nonsense again. Right, stuff would be nice. Play with joy, play pissed off, and then you know the fans will come along. You know, we'll always support, but you know, it's we just need to see a game where we can be super proud of it. So hopefully, when we match up with uh, Phoenix Handball Rising. Next, uh, we see what we are truly capable of doing. And we have no guys on international duty at that point in time. So yes, um, come back, Shannon. We miss you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take all, all three of them. All three guys that are away on international, bring them back. Let's stick them in. the. Oh, yeah, and, most definitely. Yeah, let's let's see what we can do and mix it up. Ooh, so for my men of the match, I had a hard time, right? And it's not something that I typically say, right, with, with us in, in any game. Um, but in this game, I, it, it was just a difficult task for me to actually get that uh, figured out too. But I actually have to give it to Tucker Bone. I admire how much he gives to the team, right? Like you see him running up and down. I, I, I saw him uh, uh, drop down to defend. And it's those kinds of actions that you really admire from a player. And especially with him, right? I mean, he wasn't subbed out. He played all the 90 minutes. and he was still running up and down, right? He was still trying to get that goal, right? So I got to give it to him. And, you know, I I would still say, though, that in the next match, I think he should still come in as a substitute because I just really think that he could really do a lot more when he comes in as a substitute than giving them the full 90 minutes. Uh, That's not to say that, you know, he shouldn't, be a regular starter in the future but i just think that you keep bringing him in as a sub because that's going to keep boosting his confidence when he notices that he is making a difference right when he comes in as a sub so again hopefully i get proven wrong right and he gets the start in the next game and then he ends up scoring once or twice and uh i'm just over here like yeah you know what yeah you're right. Just just leave him in the starting 11, right? <laughs> also, next Saturday, June 19th, yet another historic match against Oakland Roots. It's going to be our second ever match against the Roots here in the USL Championship. Last match, as we all know, ended in a 3-3. Um, really intense game, right? It left us wanting 
uh, another Oakland game. And of course, we still have that one in a couple more in the season. But it is a historic game in the sense that it's going to be the first time that we are playing in Oakland in the USL. Uh, so it should be really, really great. And podcast mom Sharon here and myself are going to be there at the game. We are going to be uh, doing a pre-game live show as you all have been seeing us do in Sacramento games. Uh, time to be determined because we still need to figure out uh, what time we're going to get there and whatnot. So stay tuned to our social media platforms so you're able to see exactly when we go live. Uh, chances are that might be around 4 p.m. because the game does start at 5, 10 p.m. So you could probably be checking around there around that time. Uh, I'll probably be posting a tweet right before we go live as well. So everyone is aware of that. So feel free to check our Twitter page because I might be um, putting up one maybe as you know we're uh, getting inside the stadium so everyone knows. We're actually going to have our uh, podcast stickers. So reach out to us again. Send us a message. Um, ideally, if you are on Twitter, that's probably the best uh, way to send us a message. But you can also send it on Facebook if you're on their Instagram as well. Um, and, and we'll uh, find you there to give you a sticker. And if you can't make it to the Oakland game, no worries. We are also going to be in the game against Phoenix June 26th. Uh, and we also have our podcast stickers there too so send us a message and we'll get you a sticker make sure you have one there uh and again thank you so much to everyone who has uh gotten a sticker we really appreciate and we appreciate all of the support so i'll uh let you close us out sharon thank you sharon michael for uh recording your part of the podcast <laughs> and thank you everyone for uh listening to the podcast um thank you Michael, and thank you everybody for uh, tuning in to State of the Republic podcast. Um, appreciate your time with us. Any parting words? Um, hopefully we we figure out this following game. I really want to beat Phoenix. Um, I, I, I've got hope that they're going to figure it out. These, these 10 days will be much needed and we'll come out stronger than ever. All right. I like that. Come out stronger than ever and united. For sure. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for spending time and thank everybody else for spending time. Tune into your favorite social media. We are on all platforms. So find us a uh, state of the Republic podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll have stickers at the Oakland roots game on the 19th, as well as um, at the next home match. So if you are not going to see Sac Republic at Oakland roots, well, that's too bad because I know that, it's going to be a really fun game. There's going to be a lot of Sacramento fans there. So if you are going, we'll see you there. Come and find us. We'll give you stickers. All right. Yes. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>